0: Justified. Hi everyone, my name is Sammy and I am the Director of Education at Moles for 2022. Justified is proudly supported by the College of Law. As a school of professional practice in Australia, the College of Law's postgraduate programs are all about the law as applied to legal practice and work to equip you with the skills and knowledge that you need to enter the profession and to continually develop your career. To learn more about the College of Law, make sure to visit their website at collaw.edu.au. Before we begin today, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land which I want today, the Bichigal clan of the Daruk nation, whose cultures and customs have nurtured and continue to nurture this land since the dream time. I'd also like to pay my respects to elders past present and emerging. Today on Justified, we'll be talking with the Dean of Macquarie Law School, Professor Lise Barry. Welcome, Professor, and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much, Sammy. And you can call me Lise, that's fine.
0: Fantastic. Can you tell us a bit about your career path and how you came to be in the position you currently are in?
1: Yes, sure. So my career path has been, a, I guess, not a straight path by any means. So when I first left school, I was one of those people who thought they wanted to do law, but I wasn't too sure. I got a great mark though. And so I signed up for arts law at um, Sydney Uni. I didn't really enjoy it at that time. I think maybe I was a, a little bit young and I didn't have enough experience under my belt. I didn't like the large lectures and I was much more interested in the drama society than in my law lectures. (laughs) So I um, tried a few other things. I was in the police force for a little while. uh, And at that time, I thought, well, maybe I'll go into prosecuting or child protection. So I I still Mm -hmm. had that interest in the law. Um, Mm -hmm. From there, I went on to run youth refuges for a while and I worked in the community sector. And I taught community studies as well, mm-hmm. and uh, that work with uh, young people led me into youth justice conferencing, which is a form of restorative justice. Mm-hmm. That led me into mediation and ADR work, and uh, you know, a recognition I think for myself that really, you know, the abiding underlying interest had always been in law and although I'd done a social science degree on the way as well. So eventually I went back to uh, my law studies and I came to Macquarie University as an external student. I did my law degree here And while I was studying, I was asked to help out in the alternative dispute resolution unit because I had that Mm -hmm. background as a mediator and I really loved Mm -hmm. the, the law tutoring. So when I finished my degree, I started working as a sessional tutor and I've been teaching here ever since then. I went on to do my PhD in law at Macquarie University as well. And Mm. I've convened units in legal ethics and in alternative dispute resolution amongst other things. So I guess it was, it makes sense when you look at it in reverse. It didn't necessarily make sense to me at the time. It wasn't something I planned out. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, in reverse, everything's kind of come together really nicely in that way.
0: Especially because I guess as law students, we often don't have as much exposure, I guess, to the variety of career paths that exist within the expansive legal profession. And you've had such extensive experience in the field of alternative dispute resolution. Did you find this particularly rewarding, I guess, compared to more traditional paths within the legal profession?
1: Yeah, look, I I really love that sort of work. Um, I still work as a mediator and I've also recently been appointed to the National Sports Tribunal. And I I think it's really important to find a role in the profession that suits your personality as well Mm. and suits your interests. So I'm somebody who I like to look at both sides of an argument I tend to be uh, a dispute. I, I like the role of sort of dispute resolver and problem solver, and so that area of law really appeals to me. I, I've always liked roles where I feel like I'm helping people and I'm I'm making a, a positive difference. I'm not contributing to conflict. I'm resolving conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think that's why I was always attracted to dispute resolution. Uh, But that it's certainly also been a nice thing um, to add to my academic career, to have a foot in the door of practice and be Mm. able to um, help people in that way. The other role that I've had outside of university is as a guardian ad litem. And in that role, I can be appointed by the court to work with people who, for whatever reason, can't instruct a solicitor for themselves. So either they Mm. might be a child involved in some sort of civil litigation or Mm. somebody with a really serious mental health problem or cognitive impairment. Mm. And so, again, I I like that role of being someone who can facilitate access to justice and and access to um, resolve their disputes and it gives me that sort of good understanding of the court system, the role of legal professionals, but you know just enough outside it to also be able to critique it, which is important when you're in academia as well.
0: Did that, I guess, transferable experience and wealth of insight drive your decision to go into research and academia? Because I think especially unless students particularly have an eye on completing an honours thesis or postgraduate research, the field of academia does seem rather daunting to go into. People don't know what to expect and how it kind of shapes their own career paths.
1: Yeah, and I think um, that that role of legal academic, it's not well understood by students. I think um, what they need to understand is that uh, for most people in legal academia they have what's called a balanced role. So mm. not only are they teaching, they're also involved in research and those two things in equal measure. So I think students often think, you know, once classes are over, we're all on holidays. We're in fact, we're often really focused on our research in the non-teaching periods because we we get that, that opportunity to really dive into our research topic without um, having to teach tutorials or mark or give lectures at the same time so for me it was really important to find a, a research topic that was about access to justice it was uh, addressing needs of disadvantaged groups and so uh, my phd looked at how lawyers work with people from a cognitive with a cognitive impairment so it kind of married my interest in legal ethics with my interest in um, working with the most marginalised people in mm. society. And, yeah, so I, I've, I'm not sure that students really um, understand how involved academics are with their research. It's a very big part of our our workload and our passion but if you've you know if you someone who is aspiring for honours if you really enjoy writing and researching then it's definitely a, a career to think about it's not an easy path and you know a PhD is a bit daunting when you you know you're just <laughs> off the back of five years of a double degree to think about doing you know a Perhaps a, a master's of research and then a PhD on top of that. It's a it's a very long road. So you have to be quite passionate, I think, and quite curious and quite committed to whatever topic you choose in order to pursue that that kind of a, a career.
0: Mm. And I think especially um, we're fortunate to have so many engaging researchers and academics within the Macquarie Law School that I think students haven't always understood how much these academics do, both at a coursework level when it comes to teaching, but also maintaining their own research workloads outside of the boundaries of a classroom or tutorial room.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and we definitely have really passionate academics. I would really encourage students to, You know, make a point of getting to know the staff that teach them, Mm -hmm. use their student consultation time, not just to talk about something that's worrying them in the course, but to try and understand academics research area, to seek out their career advice, find out more about how they got into their particular roles, because a lot of our academics have also had roles as lawyers mm-hmm. in the past or in policy development and so it's you know it's an untapped mine of good advice that I would really <laughs> encourage students to use
0: absolutely absolutely and I think something else that students don't always appreciate or and myself included is I guess the wealth of experience that academics have when it comes to actually witnessing journey that we all go through during law school and something that they themselves have been on and I guess from your perspective have you seen I guess how being a law student has shifted through the years when it comes to not only being an undergrad student but also a postgrad student
1: yeah definitely so I've been teaching here since 2005 first as the sessional academic and then from 2012 as a full-time academic so I've seen a lot of students go through the law school, and a lot of them I keep in touch with as well. Uh, once that once they've finished, and it's been great to see our students going into a huge, hugely diverse array of professions. But in terms of experience of students, I mean, obviously, COVID's had a huge impact over the last few years on how students experience university. But even without COVID, I think what I've seen is perhaps less on campus engagement from students and less commitment to to hang out at university, get to know one another beyond first year and spend time you know in different societies in mooting in student politics and I, that's a real shame in in a lot of ways i think it's it's happened at every university and there's a lot of anxiety amongst students about their future employment. And, of course, Sydney's a really expensive place to live. So, you know, I understand a lot of students have to work as well. And that's been a big shift, the amount of work that students are doing on top of full-time study. So I think that's probably Mm. the biggest shift I've seen is the amount of time that students are spending in part-time work or full-time work. At the same time as doing full-time study, and I think um, their sort of university life suffers as a result of that. And mm. and I, I I lament that that you might be missing out on some of the best friendships you you could possibly ever make, and that just you know being in your early twenties, being on campus. Uh, it's such a great time and I hate to think of students just coming in for an hour or two and then leaving again and not having the opportunity to really hang out to to debate ideas, to just hang out in the library and read, take their time with assessments. I feel like their lives are much more pressured than they used to be.
0: From your experience and in this field, do you think that these the priorities of you know maintaining, academic balance with all your other um, commitments and I guess really maintaining your own personal well-being have these been priorities that have lost significance over time and how do you think we can move forward in a more sustainable and holistic direction especially as the journey of being a law student does intensify as we go through
1: so it's it's interesting because I think that student well-being is something that we're talking about a lot more And we're trying to address, but at the same time, we're seeing more anxious students coming into the university, a a lot of anxiety and depression and mental health problems. And I'm not sure if it's just that there's a greater willingness to talk about those things or if the pressures of COVID and the high cost of living over the last few years has really ramped up anxiety. Mm. So it's a little bit of a chicken and egg for me. I I think it's great that we're acknowledging those issues, not just at law school, but also in the legal profession. Mm. But and I do think it's really important to talk about the need for a good work life balance. And Mm. I, I really hope students are thinking about those things, you know, that they're thinking about how much time they're spending with their family and their friends and people that they love, how much time they're looking after their health, whether it's, you know, their diet or physical exercise or meditation, um, their commitments to community, whether they're volunteering or they're part of uh, a religious organization or a political organization, all those things are really important. Mm-hmm. And, They shouldn't be sacrificed, you know, for the sake of of marks in university assessments because your time at university is fleeting. No one is going to ask you what you've got for your admin (laughs) essay, you know, in in five years' time. Um, But you want to be able to reflect on that time and on, you know, your personal health and relationships and feel just as positive as about those as you do about your results
0: definitely and i think it's oh it's an ongoing struggle i think especially for students to i guess find your footing and by the time you do find that balance then you know the world of entering the professional um, workspace and the legal profession really does take over
1: yeah and look i think if and i know it's very difficult but if students can find work that's flexible and employers that understand that during semester time, you may have less availability than in holiday, you know, in the mid-semester break and at the end of year. And if you can find ways to balance that so that you're not burning yourself out. I I hate to see, you know, students who are working full-time as well as trying to study full-time. I think, you know, something has to give Mm. and uh, often it's students' health, I think, and their sleep. That is the thing that's really suffering in their relationships. So I I really encourage students to try and find a good balance between those things.
0: For sure, absolutely. And I know you touched upon it just then, but when we're talking about the legal profession and I guess, the direction in which it's heading. Do you think the dynamic nature of the profession as it is today means that as law students we now have to adapt more or is it changing the way we now approach graduation and leaving university and entering the workforce?
1: I think the profession has to adapt and I think it is adapting. I think the profession is appreciating the value of diversity and so students who you know, maybe five or 10 years ago who came from diverse backgrounds might be fearful about finding work, they can rest assured that things are changing and that the profession is seeing the value in having a diverse workforce. I think that's a really, really positive change. Mm-hmm. I also think there's a lot of work at the moment there's, you know, you sometimes read scare campaigns and for anti-lawyer stories in the newspaper about the mm. oversupply of law students. But law graduates mm. can go into so many different professions. Their employability prospects are actually really positive. So I don't think students Absolutely. should be fearful about not finding work. I think they need to, you know, Think more broadly about the possibilities, you know, everything from policy work to management work, um, work in risk and compliance, consulting, as well as some more traditional legal Mm -hmm. professional roles. But there is a a lot of work Mm -hmm. out there at the moment and it's a a really great time to be Mm -hmm. looking towards graduation and moving out into full-time jobs.
0: No, definitely. And before we move on, we have a quick advertisement from our sponsor, the College of Law. Justified is proudly supported by the College of Law. The College of Law offers a variety of postgraduate law study options, including practical legal training, or PLT. PLT is all about you developing the practical skills and knowledge you will need to practice as a graduate lawyer. By studying a variety of subjects, the College of Law's PLT program will help you learn the nuts and bolts of working in a firm or organization as a professional lawyer. To learn more about the College of Law and their PLT programs, make sure to visit their website at collaw.edu.au. So Lee, something I, I guess I really want to ask you personally is, as the Dean of Macquarie Law School and as having such an extensive experience within academia and as a figure that students have often come to, not only for advice, but also guidance on how to navigate their way through the law school. How do you think the, I guess, the role and importance of legal education has shifted over time, and particularly recently?
1: I think the role is really similar. I think students' perception of education has changed a little, maybe, and that I don't think they necessarily understand how much commitment they need to make to studies. So I think there's a lack of,
0: mm-hmm.
1: th- there's less ability to concentrate over extended periods of time and that is definitely a skill that you need in law.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mm-hmm. think maybe there's a role then for um, universities to help train students in that way. Um, and to give them a little bit more understanding mm. about the, the levels of commitment and the time commitment that are required to prepare really good assessments and, and to, to make that transition from high school to university. Uh, so I know that's something that mm. we've worked on at Macquarie Law School and in, in the university more broadly is that transition year, but there's probably more that we could do there, and particularly for students coming out of um, a lot of Zoom learning over the last couple of years, um, learning to be in a group of people and learning to debate things, learning to ask questions. I think that's something that we need to perhaps spend a little bit more time helping students to relearn because I think they've lost it over the last couple of years being, you know, stuck at home and having to do a lot of um, self-teaching.
0: Definitely. And I think that environment as well where independence has definitely been a priority when we're not around our fellow classmates in that university environment in class. It does make it much harder to be able to, I guess, develop those skills. And do you think there is a growing importance for the requirement of having really strong soft skills when we're entering the legal profession?
1: Definitely. I mean, any, anyone who's done any reading about the legal profession, and the future of the legal profession and jobs in the legal profession will tell you that the thing that firms value above everything are those soft skills. And that's because technology can do so much for us now in terms of um, research, in terms of um some of the discovery processes where, that junior lawyers used to undertake. But mm-hmm. what technology can't do so well is anticipate the needs of clients and help mm-hmm. clients to problem solve and reassure clients. And that's where soft skills are just so important. And, and I think, you know, if I think about my own adult and teenage kids or i think about some of the students that i've worked with they're very very comfortable over the internet they're very comfortable mm-hmm. doing legal research but if you ask them say to pick up a telephone and speak to somebody or to write a formal mm-hmm. email or mm-hmm. even to you know have a conversation one on one with somebody they haven't met before they sometimes struggle with those skills mm-hmm. Um, that's where I think some of the professional skills moots are just invaluable for practising soft skills, practising, you know, meeting new people, practising speaking on the spot, those kinds of soft skills. You can't underestimate them. And certainly we're trying to emphasise more and more across our law courses some of those authentic skills as well oral communication skills as well as written communication skills.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I guess there has been a lot more talk as of recent but in surrounding the tension between the growing role of technology and the need for lawyers when it comes to certain tasks. But I guess one irreplaceable part of having this skill set as a lawyer is the soft skills and the the ability to deal with clients and deal with people in the interpersonal manner.
1: Yeah absolutely I mean a computer can look up a case precedent for you but they can't read somebody's body language it's a, they're, you know, they're really yes. different <laughs> kinds of skills and uh, mm-hmm. one, a, yeah, one of them a computer can do, the other it can't. And um, so I, I think, you yeah, know, that's in, in interviews as well, you'll see it or in psychometric testing, you see it. What employers mm-hmm. are looking for, uh, students mm-hmm. who are really well-rounded, not just students with great marks, but students who have some life experience, they've, Tried things outside of law school, they've got involved in their community, they've done something exciting through their PACE unit. Uh, Very often, students tell me they come away from interviews surprised about the things that interviewers hone in on. And it's Mm. very rarely a student's marks or which subjects they did. It's what they did outside of law school that is going to make them stand out.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But I guess. I guess on the contrary is that it can seem particularly overwhelming for students when they're leaving university and entering the workforce that there's such a greater focus on the skills of being able to collaborate being able to work with others to be able to meet those tight deadlines and i guess a lot of those demands that are now growing within the profession are things that we are still not exposed to as much when it comes to just being a law student and I know for students both entering university and leaving, there's a big question mark of how can we get that experience? How can we develop those skills? And I guess what I want to ask you is how have you seen students develop those key traits over time throughout law school, both in class and out of class?
1: So I really see that in students who get involved mm. in mooting, that they develop those skills. Students who get involved in um, mm. Muls in the law society and there are so many roles there that just gives them amazing skills in organizing, in collaborating, planning, project management. If you can find those kinds of roles either with malls or with other mm. student organizations um, that can really give you a jump ahead of other people and then of course we've macquarie university has um set up pace so every single student has a chance of of doing a unit where they can try Mm. something new and a lot of those pace units are collaborative group Mm. projects i know students often say how much they hate group work (laughs) but um it it really Mm. is important i mean the rest of your working life for most people is Mm. about working in groups you can't (laughs) get away from it and so if you can develop those skills of learning to work Mm. with other people that's it's really translatable it's something every employer is looking for
0: absolutely and If you had one piece of advice for law students who are now graduating and actually entering the workforce and are about to step into this really uh, dynamic workforce, what would it be?
1: I think to continually take time out to assess where you're at and whether what you're doing is fulfilling because so many people get caught Mm. up in a treadmill of work without taking the time out to think about that and and I think that's something you need to do throughout your life you know your needs change um, your priorities change and if you don't take a step back and deliberately so to ask Mm -hmm. yourself you know where am I now is it where I want to be What things do I need to change about my career? What new things do I need to learn in order to make it to the next step? Then you end up Mm. stuck and in a rut. And you know, that that's when that sort of anxiety and depression can hit. So I think that, you know, lifelong learning is it can be a little bit of a cliche, but it is really important that you do see that. You know, Mm. you need to be constantly thinking about what's the next challenge for you and what's going to make you Mm. happy and the people around you happy. And, uh, you know, I think that's really key is finding a role where you help other people be happy is the kind of role that can give you the most satisfaction Mm. as well.
0: Finding that sweet spot between something that you're not only passionate about, something that you find purpose in doing that's both good for you and others is really important.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And that it doesn't mean that it has to be in the sort of um, working with disadvantaged groups either. I don't mean to suggest that. Like, I think that, you know, for instance, there are roles in commercial law which are really focused on helping to grow people's businesses and that can be really fulfilling. Uh, but you want to keep stretching yourself and finding, you know, new challenges no matter what it is that you're mm-hmm. doing and finding new ways to to help people and to innovate and to, yeah, definitely to challenge yourself
0: as well. Of course. And I guess we're really fortunate now that we have hopefully left that environment where the pandemic was a really big barrier to, to become I guess, entering law school and really engaging with people around you. So if you had one piece of advice now on the flip side for students entering law school and entering university, what would it be?
1: It would be to hang out more, (laughs) to hang out with other students, to hang out with academics, uh, to hang out with people outside of the law school and to be really open to trying new things. Mm. So sorry, that's two pieces of advice. but hang out more and try new things.
0: Lise, thank you so, so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it.
1: It's been my great pleasure. Thanks, Sammy.
0: Justified is proudly supported by the College of Law. The College of Law offer the largest range of flexible postgraduate study programs, all purpose and skills driven to ensure that you have the best start to your career. The College of Law have 19 locations throughout Australia and provide dedicated support to students for the entire course. To learn more about the College of Law and the variety of their flexible and online postgraduate programs, make sure to visit their website at collaw.edu.au.